Welcome to week number 190 of the Two Guys in a Friday's podcast. My name is Steven, and that over there is Travis. Ciao, ciao. Happy belated birthday, Steve. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, man. Welcome all new listeners. Welcome all old listeners. And uh, we finally have official days and times for Awesome Con coming up in uh, That's right. just a few weeks. Uh, you messaged me that the other day. I forgot. You have that? Let me pull that up. Or, uh... Uh, it's probably not that hard for me to find. I bet you. I can so we already said we were going to be on Friday at Awesome Con. So go ahead, get your either. Yeah, that is like officially official now. It's official, official. Uh, get your so, day yeah, pass. So Friday, whatever you need. I'm ready. When you, yeah, 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 go yeah. for it. Friday, June sixteenth. Uh, our we'll be doing our thing at four o'clock in room two o one. Two o one, Friday, four o'clock on the dot. Four o'clock, June sixteenth. Okay. Um, yeah, get your passes, day pass, weekend pass, uh, especially if you like the Doctor Who and Lord of the Rings people. I mean, they got a good cast of those guys. Yeah. Going to be there. Yeah, yeah, especially Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is a good, uh, good showing. Yeah. And our friends, uh, podcast is going to be on there as well. Uh, the yeah. same day on Friday. So, uh, go check out Pod Chef if you're going over there on Friday. It's like right before ours, like right in the same hallway. And, uh, you can do them both on Friday. Yeah, and you can go back and listen to the episode that Steve was on. I don't know what episode number. I've been on two it, now. But... I've been on two. Oh, two. Yeah. Two. Um, okay. So that's that. Um, I'm hungry for some reason. I don't know why. I don't usually talk about food this early, but uh, I could do for some pancakes right now. My kid had pancakes for breakfast this morning. Yeah. You want to you stop and go eat and come back? Nope. Okay. Um, so... These are episodes, we watched episodes, it's what we do, that aired 30 years ago, and uh, the week that these episodes, what was the actual date that these episodes aired on? Yeah, yeah, so these would have aired Friday, May 7th, 1993. And we do like to see what was going on in the world that week, 30 years ago. It was kind of a week news week for... Uh, a, week, a week news week, that's a good sentence. Yeah, but uh, I do have a couple things that I have no idea what they are for most of them, but uh, there was an <laughs> outbreak of a respiratory illness in the United States that was later identified is as hantavirus pulmonary syndrome. Do you know anything about that? No, but it sounds it sounds a little scary. Uh, Thirty two patients died in the U.S. That's not as many as covid. And uh, I don't know. May 1st, 1993. That happened. Sucks. Uh, May 3rd, 1993. Rio Grande City in Texas is officially incorporated into a city. Man, it was a slow news week, huh? <laughs> and then, uh, do you remember the West Memphis Three? Uh huh. You do? I, I, I remember. I mean, the name is familiar. I, w- I don't want to like get into details. Oh, because I don't. I don't. Um, they were tried and convicted. Um, they, uh, I guess, they murdered three boys and they were sentenced to death. Uh, it was a big this, deal back then. Yeah, was this the one that was like kind of related to? Like satanic panic. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Like that's a... the one. Like, okay. During I the do... trial, the prosecution yeah. um, uh, asserted that the children were killed as part of a satanic ritual. Right, right. Which was not true at all, right? Or we don't know. None of us probably know. Who knows? But, but yeah, that was May fifth, nineteen ninety three. What about movies? Oh, okay, I'm looking at it. Yeah, because there was that. That okay. There's a, there was that pretty well known documentary that they did. Um, that Paradise Lost. I don't know if you remember that. That was about them. Like I, it's that's I. The title sounds familiar, but I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, I yeah, it was an HBO documentary um, from the nineties. I, I I don't I, like this is vaguely coming back in pieces. Okay, but 
What about uh, movies yeah. and music? Didn't you say we had some changes this week? We got change. Well, we got movie is still the same. So it's the last week for Indecent Proposal. We'll have a new movie next week, but uh, Indecent Proposal for the movie. And then for the song, we have uh, Freak Me by Silk, which is a pretty, pretty classic 90s R&B jam. So can you sing it? I'm not going to sing it. I don't remember it at all. No. I don't recognize that, uh, the, the title of it, but I bet like, you if I listen I want to lick you up. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. As soon as you hear it, you know it. So it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you went right to that lyric too. Well, that's the that's right where the song starts. So that's the first that words is, of the song. Yeah, yeah. That is Jeez. that's how it starts. Getting, they, they get they get right silk into it. gets right into it. Yeah, they don't waste time. Uh, okay, uh, and we got a birthday. We have yep. a birthday. Uh, Eddie Winslow, Darius McCrary, May first. Happy birthday, Darius. Happy birthday, Darius. Come on the show. Come on the show. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we've got a full week. It's been a while of episodes that actually aired this week. Wait, did we have a full week last week? We did. It's been a whole it's week a, since we had a full week. Two weeks in a row. And uh, we've got another one. So we'll get right into it. This is 8 o'clock. This is Family Matters. It's season four, episode 23. Stormy Weather is the name of the episode. What? Now that I'm thinking about the name of this episode, where does that even come into play? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. There's got to be something I'm missing here. But there's no. no weather mentioned in the whole episode. Nothing really stormy going on. Yeah, I don't. That's a good. That's a. I didn't even think about it because I, I don't really look at the uh, title names as much as you do. Um, I did. I do remember seeing that it was stormy weather, but there was not. There was nothing that I maybe just like with the like relationship going on with steve like maybe that's what they're talking about maybe i don't know maybe you guys can figure it out it starts off we're at the school we're decorating for junior prom uh laura's there jimmy's there uh steve and eddie and they're all everyone's there they're all decorating Mm -hmm. uh waldo's asking about why the uh, leaning tower of pisa is not being involved in their uh decorations and uh laura reminds him that it is a uh paris france theme and that is not where the leaning tower of pisa is and then steve brings in his newest invention okay a couple things here real quick first of all waldo's like well we need to make this italian theme too because i want a leaning tower of pizza uh he says pizza not pizza by the way because that's better than pizza um, also, before all this happens, we find out that Laura and Jimmy are now a thing and going to the prom together. Um, and then, then Urkel comes in. Yeah, and he's got this invention that's, uh, I guess it's a confetti sprayer, right? Like, Well, it's, it's the to... Stephen Q. Urkel turbo confetti cannon. Yeah, he went a little overboard. This thing's supposed to shoot some confetti up in the air at, during the last dance or something like that. He's describing how it works to everyone. And uh, I can't remember if he hits the button or uh, if uh, Jimmy hits the button, but the thing no, goes... No, he hits the button. He hits the button. So he describes it as a little poof of confetti, but this thing, like, I don't... It's like a bowling ball of confetti shoots directly <laughs> into the stomach of Jimmy. Jimmy goes flying backwards into a ladder, knocks over a can of paint on his head, Obviously, he's real mad and uh, chases Urkel off the set into the uh, theme song. 
I think it's important that before any of this even happens, before Urkel even opens his mouth, as soon as he walks in, Jimmy is already being a jerk to him. Like Jimmy is immediately calling him names. Just not yet. Yeah, just not cool to to Steve. Doesn't want him anywhere near Laura. And yeah. uh, that that's really gonna set up this whole episode. Like Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so after the theme song, we come back to uh, Harriet in the living room. Uh, she's talking about having a day shopping with Laura, trying to find prom dresses, and they found the perfect one. She comes down in the dress. Everyone loves it. But we find out that the dress was kind of expensive, and uh, Carl thinks that it's a little too much. I think it was like 380 bucks or something like that. $387. Yeah, Carl's like, it's too much. We got to find something else. And uh, Harriet mentions, well, there was another dress. Laura goes upstairs. Harriet mentions that this dress is only $150. Carl is very excited. He loves that this dress is less than half of the price of uh, the other dress. She comes down. Uh, it's a short one. It's a lot more revealing than the first one. It is, yeah. But you know what? Carl doesn't have a problem. All he cares about is the money. So he's excited. He's like, yes, go for this dress. Harriet, it's not too short. It's fine. It's perfect. This is what kids are wearing nowadays. He goes into the kitchen, and Harriet and Laura and Estelle reveal their plan worked. That other dress was <laughs> not even their dress. They didn't even buy it. The whole thing was just to trick Carl into letting her wear dress. this little old short dress. So so here's my question. Do you think what they were trying to get by Carl was the the length of the dress and the the more revealing nature of the dress or the fact because they, they do say this dress was one hundred and fifty dollars and Carl does say, well, that's expensive, but it's not three hundred and eighty seven dollars. So do you think they were trying to get the price by him and no. say, like, here's a one hundred and fifty dollar dress instead of a three hundred and eighty dollar dress or the just the short dress? Just the short. I, I think it was just the skimpiness of the dress is what they were. Doing. I think it was. I think it was kind of both, but I'll, I'll take it. They were. It works for both for sure. It works, whatever it is. And they've been doing this a lot lately, this kind of like uh, reverse psychology. Stuff. Well, anybody in the house, like they did it with Eddie with the haircut. Oh, and yeah. They, they've done it a couple of times uh, recently. Um. So then we go to uh, Eddie and Waldo. They're kind of just talking about prom. Uh, they're talking about Eddie's date. And uh, we find out that uh, Maxine's dog has worms at this point, too. And then we learned about... Uh, a couple things here. Weasel's going to prom, of course. He has a date. His date is Walter, Waldo's sister, Quesadilla. Quesadilla? What a name. What a name. Now, did we know that Waldo had a sister? I'd, Waldo's family grows when they want Waldo's family to grow. I have not been... I don't remember any mention of his sister or especially her name. Yeah, the name thing is definitely new. Um, in case you're wondering where they got the name Quesadilla... Uh, Waldo's sister was born in a Taco Bell, and they had the option of, I believe it was Burrito Supreme or Quesadilla, and they went with Quesadilla. I thought it was Nacho Bell Grande, Ooh. or Burrito Grande. I think it was Burrito Grande. It was something Grande. Whatever it what was. was it? Burrito Bell Grande? I don't know. Whatever it I is, they went with Quesadilla. They thought it sounded better, and uh, that is the story of Waldo's sister's name. So um, Eddie's like, hey, Waldo. I know your sister's going out with uh, with Weasel, and that might not be a good thing. You might want to keep a close eye on him, especially at the prom. Cause, uh, this has a little bit of shades of uh, where I lived from last week. With who? Um, with Malcolm and... Uh, and, and Oh, and Sharon. Sharon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah good point. Um, so the next scene, we've got uh, Laura, and she's uh, reading in the living room, right? 
Yeah, studying, hanging out, whatever. Uh, Steve comes over. Uh, we find out that uh, he's moved on from... Uh, he has, yeah. He doesn't need him. to ask Lord of the Prom. He's good to go um, because he's got his own girl, Myra, that we all know. And uh, he's there, though, because he needs a little help. He says uh, Myra wants to go to the prom with him, and uh, he doesn't really know if he wants to say yes. Well, well, he has a concern. He has a concern that I think is completely unfounded, but he is worried that Myra is going to come to the prom and find out that all the kids at his school think that he is a nerd, and she is going to be, um, you know, she's going to not like that and not want to date him. Which couple couple problems here? First of all, like she has openly said, and they have made it very clear that one of the main reasons she's into Urkel is because he is in fact a nerd. Um, she loves that, and that's great. The other thing is, and this is a small thing, but in the in a previous episode, she one of the one of the issues with Myra was that she was being too obsessive and mm-hmm. had transferred into his English class, even though she doesn't go to the school. Which we can imply that she at least comes to the school for English and knows that he is probably viewed as a nerd, anyways. It's true. Yeah, um, you would think she would know a little more than uh, than yeah than this would take, right? So uh, Laura, being the good friend she is, encourages uh, Steve to ask her to the prom. Uh, she does convince him, but before he leaves, uh, she tells him, "You know what, Steve? I kind of miss you asking me out." And then Steve's like, "You know what, Laura? I kind of miss you telling me no." And I think he asks her at this point, right? Or is it a little bit later? <laughs> No, it's right here. But it's very casual. It's very, we go to the prom with me. No, they both get their their moment. Yeah. So he goes, then uh, Steve goes, I think, to leave to open the door. And uh, what do you know? Jimmy's there at the door. Uh, Jimmy comes over, and this is where uh, we get. Again, immediately, immediately a jerk to Steve. Doesn't even, before anything even happens. Yeah, this is where we actually get our diss of the week, too, right here. Hi. Jerkle? What are you doing here? Ask the question, Noodle Noggin. What are you doing here? Okay, so that's right. that, and uh, he's pretty much saying that he wants Laura to. Uh, if if he wants, if Laura wants him, being Jimmy, he needs to. She needs to dump Steve. Get get rid of this nerd. It's either him or Steven, which is just a dumb dumbass from anybody. And this guy that you've known your almost yeah you know, your entire life, or dude you started dating last week, who's obviously a jerk. I think if we would have if he would have asked Laura this a year ago, I think she would have immediately said bye, Steve. Like I, I think bet, things here's, have here's how that episode here's how that episode would have gone. She would have she would have initially said okay fine I'll do it, and then by the end of the episode she would have realized that Steve is a much better friend than Jimmy, and that she was an idiot to tell Jimmy that she would not talk to Steve. And it would be resolved. It would last for 22 minutes. Um, but yeah, we're not back then. We are now. And uh, <clears throat> I, she doesn't make a decision right now, does she? Or just a little later? I think No, she, no, she doesn't. Jimmy just but, leaves at this point, like walks out, right? She like, has this look of confusion on her face. Like, like what? Her, this this look she gives. And they, they give her a good, like, five to seven seconds of camera time, like straight on her face is, is just like wild. She is so blown away and confused by what just happened. Is it like a, who do you think you are kind of look? It's a, it's, it's indescribable. It's just a sheer, like absolute confusion. Of like, what's going did this on. just happen? Kind of look like one of those. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, hard, it's so hard to describe. Okay. Um, it's so hard to describe. So from here, we jump right to the prom. Um, Believe it or not, Family Matters was able get, to get uh, the world-renowned band Portrait on the show. You guys all remember D- Portrait, right? 
Do you do you actually remember portrait? I do not remember portrait at all. But well, uh, they had a number eleven uh, top top charting song in the U.S. and then it would also hit number three on the R and B charts. Probably thanks to this episode of Family Matters. Well, it's the song they perform on this episode. Um, but yeah, they're a real band. They uh, they came back in 2018 and started uh, performing three again. Of three of the four, probably like yeah. not the main one. Or is it not Waldo's cousin? I don't know. Because in case you didn't know, the reason how they got a portrait on the show or in at, all right, not on the show, but the way that uh, they got portrait to play at the junior prom is one of the members is Waldo's cousin. And he agreed, as long as you don't let anyone know that I'm your cousin, we'll play at the uh, prom. <laughs> right. You can't tell anybody. <clears throat> uh, we see Weasel and Quesadilla show up. Uh, Waldo goes over and talks to Weasel and uh, pretty much threatens him, don't do anything with my sister. Then we check in. And what? I was going to say, and his sister, we we get kind of a sense of his sister, too, and she's a very, like, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm a grown-up. Leave me alone. Yeah. I'm, like, no, I'm not worried leave. about her. Yeah. Uh, we check in on Stephen Meyer, who come in. Um, the crowd goes well, completely. This, this, woman, this woman run or this girl runs in and makes this big announcement. She's like, "Steve is coming! Steve is coming!" And and the whole prom. Like, she and he stop. has a date, yeah. and everyone's like, "What?" So as they walk in together, everyone is completely silent. The uh, Myra and Steve walk all the way over to her table. Myra's confused what's going on, but uh, everyone is just staring at Steve and his date at this point. Right. Um. After that, I think we go check on uh, Laura, right? Yes. Yeah. We do get the kiss. Did you mention the kiss? We get Myra kisses him and like everyone like gasps. And then then it kind of cuts to. Oh, no, no. The next, uh, Carl and Harriet come in. That's right. right. I was another, you get another song from Portrait. They start another song. Carl and Harriet show up. And that's when we get Laura as part of that. Yeah. Laura's a little embarrassed that her parents are showing up. They're, they're there with a the camera trying to see her first junior prom. And... Uh, then we see Waldo trying to um, <clears throat> like separate Weasel and Quesadilla because they're dancing a little too close. But uh, Quesadilla tells uh, Waldo that she can take care of herself. Uh, we see Steve uh, then complimenting Laura on her dress. And then Jimmy comes over. And Jimmy wants Laura to get away from Steve. And Laura gives it to Jimmy at this point. Like She, <laughs> she does. Good for her. She straight up says, look, you can't tell me who who I can and cannot see. And uh, as far as you know, or as far as <clears throat> we are as a date today together, it's no more. I'll see you later. She dumps him right there in front of everyone. She also threatens to break his legs. Uh, yeah, that's a little violent. Um, I think she would probably do it, though. She would. <clears throat> so she Laura kind of walks out of the gym and Jimmy goes following, begging behind her for him to uh for her to, to forgive him yes um we skip a little later um it's getting towards the end of the night steve and myra are talking about the uh confetti cannon that steve invented and it's a little bit of an upgrade now right well he's changed it completely it's no longer a um confetti cannon but now a balloon a remote balloon drop so it's completely different it's not even the same thing really uh, we then get a little scene with Steve going over to the band portrait and talking to them and letting them know, hey, you guys, if you keep practicing, you might amount to something someday. Yeah, you might you might make a big one day. He was wrong because they didn't. Um, Have you listened? Did you listen to any of their no, like, like other songs? It's, it's not great. <clears throat> well, even the songs that they like that were popular, I listened to them. They were they're not good. They're not that good. They're on YouTube. They popped up. Um, I mean, I listened to them. That's right. I, I listened to them. They weren't good. 
So Eddie gets on the mic because I don't even know why he's got. Uh, quick note here: Ed, uh, Urkel is able to figure out which one of the members of Portrait is Waldo's cousin because he says uh, he has like a Waldoism. I can't remember what he says, but it's something that, as you know, Waldo says frequently. And so it's like, oh, you're the cousin. And the guy's like ashamed. Yeah. Um, for some reason, Eddie gets to make the announcement of the last dance. Um, and uh, this is where Steve gets to finally test out his new invention, his balloon dropping remote control. Um, he does. They start to drop very slowly. And then uh, all of a sudden, it starts smoking. It starts shaking. It starts sparking. The sprinklers in the gym go off, and it's a lot of water. Everyone in the whole place is soaked. Drenched. And, of course, uh, we get a, did I do that from Steve? And the entire gymnasium in unison says, yes. And that's the that's the end of the episode. Uh, we do get an extra scene, though, during the credits. Yes. Uh, we're back in the Winslow house. Steve has come over to check on Laura. He feels really bad about what happened at the dance with the water and everything. And uh, Laura wonders if Myra's upset about the sprinkler stuff. And uh, no, she's not, Steve tells her. And uh, he came over to apologize about uh, what happened with Jimmy as well. And Laura said um, that she stood up for herself. And uh, Steve asks if they can have a hug. They hug. And that's the actual end of the episode. That's it. It's a sweet. I mean, it's a sweet ending. Yeah. Um, we then go to eight thirty. Step by step, season three, twenty three. Uh, this old house is the name of the episode, and it starts off. We've got uh, Karen going over to Dana. Uh, this is in the living room, and she's like, "Hey, I got." Oh, wait, wait. oh yeah. I'm so sorry. I got to ask one question before, yeah, before yeah. we move too far away from Family Matters, because I asked you oh. to keep an ear out for anything. Did you happen to notice what I asked you about? Yeah. So I got a text message from Travis uh, right before I started watching the episodes. And Travis said, make sure that you pay attention on Family Matters. Let me know if there's any mention of, in any way, lamb or lamb chops, the puppet lamb chop, the term of endearment lamb chop, anything. And uh, I was like, fine, I will do it. And I watched the episodes out of order this week because some of them we have to watch on the computer because, you know, they're not available anywhere else. Some of them we watch on uh, HBO Max. And uh, I watched the other episodes first, and I knew exactly why Travis was asking me this because in both Getting By and Where I Live, there are mentions of making... And Step by Step. Well, we haven't. I hadn't got there yet. I noticed it okay. after I watched. I watched those other two first, and then I came and watched Family Matters and Step by Step. So, okay, two of the three were already nailed down. Uh, lamb chops were being cooked for dinner, or mentioned being cooked in both episodes. <clears throat> However, they were not mentioned in Family Matters. Okay, because I didn't pick. Obviously, you know, I, I was watching things in order, so I saw it first and Step by Step. And then I saw it again and it's where I are getting by and I was like, okay. And then I caught it in where I live and I'm like, I, well, I wasn't paying enough attention to, you know, I wasn't looking for it in family matters. So let me, let me see if Steve. It's not in family matters, but this whole All right. All right. conspiracy theory that we have going on that the writers are talking, there's something Inside that they jokes. want them to carry on through episodes. I think most recently we saw it with like a mattress in a mattress, every yeah, episode. Yeah. 
And now, three out of four episodes this week, they're cooking lamb or lamb chops or mentioning it. And uh, yeah, something that's not a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. It can't be, right? No. Mm-mm. All right. Let's get into step by step. I apologize. I didn't want to get too far away from family matters before before I asked that. So we come back. Oh, no, this we haven't even started really yet. So no, Karen, we haven't even started. Uh, Karen goes over to Dana and she's like, hey, I got Tom Cruise's phone number. A friend of mine gave it to me. I have it. I think I'm going to call it. And uh, Dana's like, you can't do that. Um, I mean, you can't just like freak out. That You got you to gotta play it cool. And uh, it'd be a little embarrassing if you just uh, freak out or whatever. So <clears throat> Karen's already dialing the phone. She's calling up Tom Cruise. Someone answers. It's actually him. She's like, hey, um, Tom Cruise. And then Dana runs over, grabs the phone from Karen and says, like jumps across the couch. Oh, my God. I love all your movies. I'm a biggest fan. And then in walks JT on the phone on the other line. It's a prank. Karen and JT are in on it. They just wanted to see Dana freak out right after she said that you can't freak out. You got to play it cool. And they got her. They got him. Um, so we get to the theme song. We come back. We've got uh, Carol making a rack of lamb. It's our first instance of it. There it is. Big old rack of lamb, too. Uh, Frank comes in. He's exhausted, but he wants to celebrate. And uh, we find out the reason why is because uh, he got a new job. He got big a job. big job, tearing down some old uh, houses, building some apartments. They want uh, Frank to build the new ones. And Carol is excited for not only him, but for Cody as well, his demo guy. But Frank is a little hesitant. He's like, Cody doing the demo on this, but this is a big job. This involves dynamite. And Carol's like, oh, don't worry. He's been doing it forever. He can do it. It's not a problem. And uh, eventually Frank agrees. All right, I'll let him do it. Yeah, Carol oversteps here a lot. And uh, Frank caves in pretty quickly for where he absolutely should not he's making like significant amount of valid reasons why cody is not qualified to do this job uh especially because of using dynamite and and he just caves for no reason uh cody comes in um they talk about the job i think uh cody already knew about it but frank tells cody that uh he's chosen him to do the demo work and cody is surprised at this (laughs) point that he even picked him because he himself doesn't feel qualified to do this giant demo with dynamite and everything, but he's already told him that he's doing it at this point. Yeah, he says something along, along the lines of like, I thought you would pick somebody who knew what they were doing. Yeah. Um, so it looks like he's still going to do it, though. We go check in. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. In the living room, we've got Mark, we've got Al, we've got Brendan, and they are licking some envelopes. They're getting paid three bucks a box to do it, and they have uh, a little system going where they're getting about a box a week done. Yeah, they're not doing well. This is not a good plan. Uh, JT, though, he comes in. He tells them, you guys just need to get organized to make money. Let me be in charge. Um, I'm only going to charge you 20%, but you know what? I'll promise you five hundred dollars a week and that's enough to let them jump right in on this deal it's a lot more than three dollars a week i don't know why these kids trust jt still you would think that they would have learned by now um so we'll see what happens with that a little later in the episode right now though we're going to this job site uh frank is having a meeting with the guy from the bank who's uh financing this whole deal yeah mr hartman 
And he's been in a couple of other TGIF stuff. He was in an episode of Going Places, and he was actually on the pilot episode of Step by Step as a different character. No. Was he like a neighbor or something? He was a doctor, I believe. Hmm. I don't, I don't remember, remember where that would have fit in, but he was. Uh, Cody comes in, um, and he's kind of uh, embarrassing Frank because uh, he's he's like making like making jokes about the dynamite and uh, really not looking like he's qualified to do this demo job. Right. Right. Definitely not. Uh, so Frank sends Cody to go inside. He's like, why don't you just go figure out where you're going to like set the charges inside? So Cody goes inside. And to Cody's surprise, as he's walking around this uh, house, there's still a family living there. This building <laughs> that they're about to take down, there's still at least five people, I think. Two kids, two adults <laughs> two kids and a and baby. A- yeah, yeah, it's wild. Uh, we find out that uh, they were supposed to leave, but uh, they couldn't. They lost their jobs recently. They couldn't afford to uh, to pay the rent or their mortgage or whatever. I don't know if they mm-hmm. owned it or whatever. Mor- and mortgage, yeah. mortgage. And uh, they're losing their place. And well, also the dad has like a job lined up that starts next month. Yeah, and so like they just need, they just need time. So Cody feels real bad for him. Frank and uh, the bank dude come in and they're, uh, he was like, you guys are supposed to leave here a long time ago. We kicked you guys out of here. And the banker tells him, you need to vacate immediately. But uh, we're, we're taking this thing down by the end of the week is what he tells him. Well, he also, he also tells Frank, he's like, look, we have a contract. If you don't get this taken down by the end of the week, I'm going to sue you. Um, this, is, this is your responsibility. Figure it out. Yeah. And uh, Cody is very adamant about this not happening. He's like, there's no way this building is coming down. And like you said, well, tells- yeah. he pulls up the he pulls up the um, dynamite and like sits on. He's like, I'm not moving. Yeah. And uh, banker dude is like, Frank, you need to figure this out. So <laughs> go to commercial. We come back to Frank. He's standing in front of the house now at this point, kind of just talking to himself about the problem and like the plan. And then Carol comes over with some lunch for him. Frank tells Carol about the problem. Frank and Carol go inside to talk to Cody. Cody explains the problem to Carol. And Carol is now on Cody's side. She's like, there's no way you guys can take this down. I'm joining Cody. I'm also going to sit right here on this dynamite. We're not letting this thing come down. Yeah, she's 100% in. Yep. And then uh, mom and baby come down. Um, It's like, there's a baby? Carol yells at Frank even more. And uh, she's on board. This isn't happening. This place is not coming down. So... Back to the house. We're checking in on this other subplot with uh, JT helping. Now an assembly line of uh, licking some envelopes. Um, Alan Brendan. And you can tell these kids are you can tell these kids are worn out. Like he's working. Yeah, Alan Brendan looked real tired. Mark is trying to encourage them to keep going, and uh, someone's at the door. JT goes to get the door. Uh, it's a guy dropping off more envelopes, like another uh, what do you call it? like a dolly full of them. Yeah, it's like a, a ton of them. Yeah, like, I don't know. That's probably another 12 six boxes, months. maybe. Six months, yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Um, so Al quits right then. She's like, no more. I'm done. Brendan and uh, Mark end up joining her. They leave, leaving JT alone with uh, tons left to do. And uh, we find out that he's already been prepaid 500 bucks to get them done. Yeah, he took them on credit. He's got it. He only has like till Friday or something to finish them. Yeah, so he's in trouble. Um, we then uh, skip a little later. I think probably the next morning, uh, Karen and Dana find JT 
asleep at the table. An envelope is stuck to his tongue um, while he's asleep. They rip it off to wake him up. And uh, we get a pretty funny scene from JT here with his uh, trying to, like, talk with his swollen, cut-up tongue because he's left some. So he actually, it actually like looks like his mouth was swollen. Like they did something to make his mouth swell. Like, I love envelopes. Um, so I don't know why. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, when I saw this scene, I immediately remembered it. Like this, this scene came back to me when I when I yeah, saw it. It's a good one. Yeah. And after uh, Cody or uh, JT kind of says like his plea of sort of uh, feel bads. They're like, why didn't you just use a sponge? And he's like, a sponge? I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Smart old Lamberts. You'd think Mark would have had another plan other than licking him, though. It's true. They were doing, They were way more casual about it. Like, they didn't get to the point where they needed to... Like, they weren't going for speed. They were just going for completion. Yeah. Um. So, back at this house that's getting torn down, Cody and Carol are asleep on the couch, kind of waking up. Carol was like in the middle of some sort of sex dream with Frank and like wakes up to like find Cody next to her. Yeah, and gets she kind of freaks out at first. Yeah. Um, Frank comes in. Well, he's got a megaphone and he's like, everyone needs to get out. This place is coming down. I think he says in like 10 seconds or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you get out now. It's 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 now or never. Uh, he threatens to like bring a bulldozer in on the building and like well, he's got a bulldozer outside like and you hear it turn on and and like gear up. It's ready to go. Yeah. So but uh, you know what? Cody and Carol, they're not moving. This threat's not working. And uh, they kind of talk and uh, Frank says he wishes there was a way that they could keep the building and not kick these people out and still get the contract done and all that stuff. And Cody like kind of seriously kind of jokingly mentions well we should just pick up the house and move it like in uh wizard of oz and uh frank no i think he's serious i don't think there was any joke about that i think he seriously was like i have an idea this is what we do yeah i think he was serious about it without like really thinking that it could be done kind of thing but frank's like this can be done we can get this house moved and uh the emersons come down frank tells him the plan to move the house and even offers the dad a job working for him there's no way this is a good idea. I mean, the offering a, the dad a job is a great idea. Moving the, this moving thing. the house is going to cost so much money. Well, he's like, oh, you can work it off. <laughs> you can work every day overtime for me for the next two years for me to move your just house. Just buy a new house. We'll two it. years. Just buy a new house. We'll do it on credit. Um, so Frank tells Cody to uh, go get that dynamite. We don't need it anymore. And uh, we find out he put it in the utility closet. Frank asks him if they've got a gas water heater. And as he says this, the whole thing explodes. Doesn't take down the whole building. It just kind of shakes everything. And then, like, the drywall from the ceiling falls down. And uh, Cody's like, awesome. And that's that's it. (laughs) Now they can't move the house because it's structurally unsound. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. Um, So that's the end of the episode. We do get a credit scene with uh, we're back at the Lambert Foster house. They're uh, they're getting ready to go see the Emersons for their housewarming party. And uh, Mark stays behind because I don't know. He's like feeling a little sick, a little tired. And as soon as soon as they get out of the house, he turns on the boombox and he does his best risky business right there in the middle of the house. The full dance. Tom Cruise uh, kicking Callback. the feet. Yeah, it's good. He does yep. a great job with it. It's a good bookend to the beginning opening scene. So, 
And uh, I did look it up. That movie came out exactly 10 years before this episode. Not exactly, yeah. but in 1983. Okay. All right. So that is step-by-step step for the week. We then go to our 9 o'clock Getting By Getting Season 1, by. Episode 10. The Love Connection is the name of this. We've got Darren and Marcus. They're playing basketball in the living room. I think a little callback probably to uh, the Brady Bunch, right? Like, don't play ball in the house. and like. Sure, I guess. There are a little bit more consequences, I feel like, with that that episode, but sure. Uh, Kathy comes in, catches the ball uh, right in the middle of them playing, and uh, I think they go off to, like, the kitchen and play instead. And then... Uh, Right. Kathy calls upstairs for Dolores, who is actually right behind her, sneaks up on her, scares her a little bit. And Kathy has to tell Dolores, uh, when she was picking up Nikki, there was a man that helped me jumpstart my car. And uh, and she gets all excited for uh, for Kathy. Dolores does because she thinks that he might she might have found someone. This guy is perfect for you, Dolores, (laughs) because he's black. That's her reasoning. <laughs> There's good setup here, though. That's a little bit better. Where, whereas the or Kathy's like, I found a man, help me out, and Dolores is like, Oh, that's great. That's great. You found somebody. Who, who, you know, who's she's thinking like Kathy found a man for herself, and that's when she busts out the whole. No, it's he's black. He's perfect for you. Um, we also, by the way, find out Nikki is a bad cheerleader. Yeah. Um, Kathy tells Dolores, No, you and this guy have a lot in common. I mean, uh, he works at the school. He's the football coach. You love football. Um, uh, he loves Chinese food. You love Chinese food. She's like, I don't love Chinese food. But uh, she thinks that she can hook the two of them up. Like, she thinks this is a match made in heaven. Did you, so she And she mentions his name here. Did, did his name strike you as weird at all? Um, I call him coach a whole lot. And then I f- eventually call him, like, James or something later on. James. So his name is James Simpson. Uh, and is a football coach. And of OJ? course, OJ said, well, because OJ's name is Ornithal James uh-huh. Simpson. So it's just seemed pretty on the nose. For yeah. Him. I mean, kind of like I mean, he's a big dude, too, like OJ. Well, it's my, we find that we see him very quickly, but it's Michael Dorn, who is um, Worf from Star Trek and has also been in a, you know, does the voice for a number of different characters in uh, Dinosaurs. Are you worried that uh, Coach James might murder Dolores? Is that where you're going? I'm with just it? saying this didn't age well. This choice of this choice of people did not age well. Well, this was right when the OJ thing was happening. Hadn't we talked about that already? Or have we, have we no, not it has there? not happened yet. It has not happened yet. When does it happen? Yeah. It happens soon. I think I want to say, let's see, how was it? Is it 94? I, I want to say 94, 95. I was in seventh Look grade. it up. I think it's real soon. Uh, I'll look it up. Keep, keep going. Okay. So, oh, excuse me. This guy's the football coach. She wants to hook him up. Um, but Dolores is not interested. Um... And then Kathy's like, well. All right. So the murders happened in 94. Okay. Um, so next year. Yeah. And then the trial is 94 to 95. Okay. Uh, the doorbell rings. Kathy's like, oh, that's probably James. She invited him over without even asking. Uh, and uh, Dolores says, uh, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you a lesson. I'm going to tell this guy to get lost right when he comes in here and uh, show you that you shouldn't be doing this. So she goes, she goes to open the door, looks at him, slams the door, tells Kathy, oh man, he's hot, and then uh, opens the door back up and uh, welcomes him very uh, quickly inside the house. Like, she likes this dude. Yeah. And again, it is Michael Dorn from Star Trek. Uh, We get the theme song where after that we come back to Kathy kind of introducing the two of them, uh, being a little awkward in the whole situation, and uh, 
James and Dolores are both definitely attracted to each other at this point. Oh, yeah. They're into each other. So that's going on. We go over to uh, Marcus and Darren uh, getting home. Kathy's in the kitchen because she uh, she went in there to leave uh, the two uh, lovebirds alone in the living room. And she's like, you might not want to go in the living room. Your mom's in there with a the guy. And then they peek in there and they see who they call Iron Butt Simpson, the gym teacher. I don't understand that Iron Butt Simpson. But I don't know. Okay. Um, so they're like, teachers aren't supposed to date parents. And Kathy wants them to uh, give it a chance. Um, go upstairs, let them be alone. But Marcus and Darren tell each other that they're uh, they're a little worried. and uh, Or no, that they're not worried, right? I think no, like, no, they're not worried. We don't need to worry about this. Our mom think, never yeah, keeps think anyone as soon as, around, right? Right, right. They think as soon as he gets to know their mom that he is going to be out. Like he's going to she's going to scare bossy, him away. Not interested. Much. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, they go into the living room, um, and as they go in the living room, the coach and uh, Dolores are kind of getting ready to leave. They're going out on a little dinner date, and uh, now. To get Chinese specifically. Yeah, which uh, Dolores, I guess, lied to uh, the coach about because we know that she doesn't even like Chinese. Right. And uh, now they're a little worried about things because not only are they going on a date, they realize that their mom is lying to this guy and uh, she might actually like him. Well, yeah, plus if she's lying to him, he's not going to see what they consider to be the real her, which Mm -hmm. they think is going to be what turns him away. Uh, we then check in on Julie, who is training Nikki to get in shape for cheerleading. Um, Nikki wants to quit. Julie is putting her through the ringer and, uh, she's like, it's not worth it. I don't want to be a cheerleader this bad. But then Julie reminds her of all the cute football players that she'll be on the bus with cheering them on when they win, hugging them when they lose. And, uh, she's right back in. So, so just a funny note here. I like how they've made uh, Julie this like little, like little badass. Um, and I was listening to some old episodes because I'm, I'm like kind of behind on my podcast. I was catching up to our, uh, you know, our stuff. And do you remember the dance episode? The obviously the one where where Marcus. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you remember. I didn't remember until I re- listened to this episode. But more, at the end of that episode, Julie tells. Kathy, she's like, look, mom, I don't like dance. I want to do karate. And then we see her in the next couple episodes doing karate and like becoming like doing the like more active stuff that she like told her mom. So my point here is I really like how there's a lot of like continuing things that are going on that we are like isn't really part of the story, but it's part of the broader like narrative of, of what they're setting up. Yeah. And you really won't even catch it unless you watch it a couple of times. You wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't. You would. I mean, th- that episode was, you know, four, four or five episodes ago and like didn't pay off for another two, three episodes after hmm. that. So. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we go to Dolores and coach uh, James. They're in the kitchen um, working on her taxes. He, yeah. He's helping her with her taxes. And uh, Kathy comes in. And she knows that Dolores doesn't need any help on her taxes. Dolores is playing it dumb just because uh, she's trying to get a little closer to coach. And uh, we find out they've got another date tonight as well. Yeah. And not only is she good at her tax, like she can do her own tax, but evidently she is really good. Like she's real good at math, understands everything. Um, And she's just she's just playing the victim. Not not the victim, but she's playing the I need I need a man to help me. Yeah. Um, so coach leaves, uh, they're going to go on a date later tonight. Dolores, um, 
does a little excited dance after he walks out of the of the house. And Kathy calls her out for playing dumb with him. She's like, "Yeah, you don't need him to help you with your taxes. Um, you just want are trying to be the woman that you think he wants." And uh, right. Kathy tells her, "You can't keep lying. Eventually, things will come crumbling down if you're lying." And Dolores tells Kathy um, that, "Hey, I need you to cook me dinner tonight too." Because <laughs> she's I, like. You might be right, but I need you to cook me dinner now. Yeah, I told him that I was cooking dinner, and you know I can't cook, so I need you to cook dinner. And uh, I also need you to tell James that I cooked it. <laughs> oh, and by the way, what I would like for dinner, rack of lamb. Rack of lamb. We got lamb chop number two. Um, two. She, uh, and then, uh, oh, because Dolores, or Kathy's still not sold on cooking dinner, but in order to... Uh, get her to agree she kind of throws the like my husband's dead card at kathy and kathy <laughs> agrees to cooking dinner well she doesn't have a lot of other like ammunition to use here she she's like uh there's nothing that she can offer in exchange for this i guess but uh then we go to marcus and darren they're watching basketball on the tv uh it's late at night it's triple overtime um bulls are playing james and dolores get home Dolores is like, oh, you guys are still up? And they're like, yeah, it's triple overtime. And she's like, all right, well, just uh, when the game's over, you need to go to bed. And then uh, Coach steps in, and he's like, if you guys want to be good athletes, you need eight hours of sleep. Uh, You guys should go to bed right now. And Dolores is like, okay, yeah, you guys should go to bed right now, agrees with the coach, and uh, turns off the TV and sends him upstairs. So. Couple couple things here. So first yeah. of all, so this is him starting to like kind of I, I would say overstep his role. Yeah, he's like trying to step in as like parent. a dad role already. And right. It's like been like already. two or three dates. Yeah. Also, there's a really good joke from Malcolm here where when the coach says, you know, the, these basketball players that you watch on TV, they wouldn't be able to do this if they didn't get the eight hours of sleep. Uh, and Malcolm says, well, how do you explain Wilt Chamberlain then? Which is a really good joke. I didn't get it. Because he's old. Will Chamberlain is notoriously famous for like having slept with like ten thousand women. Like, oh, like that's what that's like for. part of his legacy. And so that's that's the joke. Is gotcha. like, how do you you know he can't be sleeping? Will doesn't anything. sleep. How do, how is he yeah. so good? I got it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So um, from there, uh, Marcus and Darren, of course, they want to get rid of this guy. He's <gasps> being way too much and they want him gone now well there's another thing too that he does here because they start kind of like fighting the two boys kind of like start fighting amongst themselves as they go upstairs and and james gives them like says all right that's it tomorrow in gym class you're going to be doing extra work yeah and it's like come on that's that's a little over the top man yeah so after this conversation that marcus and darren have in the other room marcus is like that's it i'm gonna go back in there i'm gonna tell him that he can't boss us around um he walks into the kitchen and like doesn't even get in the door and the coach yells boys upstairs now and then they run upstairs yep so now we are at the nights uh where kathy's supposed to be cooking for dolores um she i mean she is cooking she's finishing up this lamb um dolores uh invites kathy and the girls to join them and the boys for dinner she declines, but the boys uh, the boys are there because she wants them to kind of meet the coach and, like, get to know each other a little better. Yeah, and, but they've also, when they come downstairs to and Kathy's there, they tell her, she's like, they're like, James has got to go. He's made us a schedule of all these things that we have to do. Like, this is not, this is not cool. Yeah, I think they even tell uh, their mom that they hate this guy at this point, too. Yeah. And then the doorbell rings, and uh, Marcus and Darren go to answer it. So, um before they answer it, though, they they kind of come up with this plan where they're just going to start saying like bad things about Dolores to try to get 
James to go away. Yeah, plan. That's the plan. Talk bad about their mom. They'll get. They'll drive the coach out of there. Um, right. So they let him in. Coach sits down. Uh, coach tries to ask them for um, like their approval. He tries to be nice about this whole thing. Like, hey, I really like your mom, and I really like to see how this goes. And uh, the guys immediately start with their lies about <laughs> with their with their mom. Like. Did you know our mom like has like mental issues and has to see a therapist all the time and takes all this medication and like as this is going on. <laughs> wait, wait, that's not even the good part. The good part is that they like start trying to imply that she kidnaps kittens and kills them from around the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, Dolores is standing right behind them as all this is going on. And the uh, coach is like, oh, so you're telling me that your mom is a uh, serial killer, mental C- ill serial cat, cat killer killer. Yeah. And uh Dolores hears this whole thing. Uh, it's not working out, and uh, she knows that they're trying to uh, just say bad things about her at this point. Yeah. Uh, we check in on Kathy one more time, still cooking in the kitchen. Uh, Julie gets home, tells Kathy that uh, Nikki did not make the cheerleading team, but she did make it as the mascot. Nikki comes in wearing this giant duck costume. <laughs> Uh, not sure why she agreed to that, but she did. Yeah, that was my, that was my confusion is she obviously doesn't like it or want to do it. So why did she agree to do, I guess it's the only thing she can to get on the bus with the boys, but you know, I met this uh, guy uh, a few weeks ago, uh, who is a lifelong mascot. Like he's been mascots for like 10 different sports teams. It's probably a pretty good career for at the like professional level. Yeah. He, um, he was like the Olympic mascot in Atlanta. Okay. Or like his mom was, then he got to do it for like a day. And that's like where it all started, I think. And then like he was like the mascot at his college and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about it before, but I I mean, I worked with the guy who was the Rodney the Ram for a few years. I don't know what ever happened to him, but um, it's probably pretty good, especially if you're like one of the popular mascots. Yeah. Um, I mean, Gritty is, I mean, the guy that plays Gritty is probably rolling in cash. Yeah, I mean, think about like the Philly fanatic and like the who's got the, the Charlotte Hornet was really popular in the '90s. I don't know if it's still probably not as as popular anymore. I bet, yeah, but. NBA mascots probably make make out pretty good. Yeah. Um. All right. So where are we at now? Um. Kathy's so she comes cooking, in. She's the right? duck. Yeah. Yeah. They do duck. the whole thing. Uh, Dolores comes in, and she's still lying about the dinner to the coach. Um, Kathy's trying to get uh, Dolores to start telling the truth. And Dolores calls for the boys to uh, who end up joining them at the table. So the boys are like, uh, I remember kicking each other under the table, even though I don't remember yeah. them doing that. Yeah, no, they were. They were they were kicking each other. Under the, they were just like play fighting, yeah. right? Yeah. Brothers. Yeah. James is trying to like step in and discipline them once again. But Dolores steps in this time, stops him and asks to uh, speak to him in the other room. Well, he, he kind of goes on this whole spiel about like, you boys need to respect your mom. Your mom doesn't always, you know, she's a, she's not a very, she's not a strong woman. She can't always stand up and say what she needs to, to keep you in line. And so, you know, it's good that I'm here to be able to do that and blah, 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 blah. And the whole time Dolores has got this kind of look on her face like, oh God, what have I done? Yeah. And Dolores is like, let me talk to you in the other room. So she takes him in the other room. Yeah. She tells him the truth about everything. She's like, I, I'm good at my taxes. I, uh, I she's like, I can do math in my head faster food. than you can do it with a calculator. <laughs> I don't even like Chinese food. Um, I know more about football than you do. And then James is like, oh man, I'm so turned on right now. I'm literally, he loves it. He's you, like, tell me more. You are everything I've been looking for. Um, you've got to help me out with these football plays. Like, what should I be doing? She's like, oh, your quarterback's too slow. You need to switch to a four, three defense. And he's like, oh man, this is great. 
So she calls uh, the boys back in at this point, um, sends James to the kitchen, and uh, she apologizes to the boys for uh, not considering their feelings throughout this whole thing. And they all agree to give it a chance. They do. Um, the boys um, admit as well at this point to putting uh, soap in uh, James's food, and uh, he's in the other room eating already. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. Um, nice little bonus we got here with uh, yeah. a little Olsen's twin promo. I think they're promoting TGIF. I couldn't even tell. What yeah, this is weird because the Olsen twins are not um, on, on TGIF. TGIF right now. Uh, but it is both of them at the same time. So you get Mary-Kate and Ashley introducing where I live on TGIF. So I don't know. Um, credit scene. We've got uh, Kathy giving Nikki some uh, mascot advice. Dolores. Uh, Kathy is, by the way, wearing the duck outfit while doing this. Um, Dolores thanks Kathy for uh, for everything, for the uh, cooking the dinner and everything, and offers uh, to help her get off the suit. And uh, Kathy's like, no, it's like a vacation in here. And she like is just living her own life inside of this. Uh, Drinking pina coladas mouth. through the duck mouth. So that's uh, getting by. We got one more for you. Nine thirty, where I live, season one, episode eleven. And this is—is is this our last episode? This is the last TGIF episode of Where I Live. Yes. All right. So uh, it starts off. We've got Doug studying with Nikki. We know Nikki already. I couldn't remember. We do not know Nikki. Nope. Nikki's a new girl. Uh, they're studying. Doug, of course, is just trying to hook up with her, and uh, almost. They start making. They almost start making out, but then they Sharon, Sharon almost comes get in. there. Yeah, yeah. Sharon comes yeah. in and uh, compliments Nikki on uh, what her like dress or something. I can't remember what she compliments. Yeah, they just start. Oh no! Like yeah, the they, way that you are that you like act around boys or something. Like how she handles men, and 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 then they start getting like girdling out and sitting on the couch, kind of just chatting about. All yeah, that Nikki stuff. invites her over to the couch uh, to give her some pointers, and then Marie comes in. Uh, tell Sharon to leave them alone, let them study, but then she joins in on the whole thing. So all four of them are on the couch for a second. Well, what she says is, oh, you want to know about men? I know more than both of you combined. Yeah. And let me let me tell you some stuff. Uh, Doug hops up off the couch. Um, the three women are there chatting. Doug goes into the kitchen and tells his dad that uh, they're ruining his life. Um, this is all, <laughs> he doesn't have a whole lot of chance to make out with girls, and uh, this is one of the few chances he's got, and they're ruining it. He needs some more privacy. And James asks him to, to uh, join him at the table, but Doug doesn't want another Caribbean fable. I I loved this. I loved this line from Doug where he's like, "What? No, I don't want to hear another Caribbean story about crazy animals." And he's like, "What? You don't you don't like my you don't like my island stories?" He's like, "Did you even grow up with people?" <laughs> um, of course, they delivered it way better than I just did. But it's all good. Uh, I wrote James tells him. He says, oh, "Look, you like, gotta. Yeah, yeah. They're part of the family. You're part of the family. You know. I know they annoy you, but you gotta, you gotta love them. They're, they are who you are. You know. You, your mom puts in so much. I put in so much. And he's like, and this is where Doug says, like, all you guys do is give me a place to live. There's you nothing else. I, there's nothing else that you provide that I need. You just give me a place to live. Yeah, and like what Doug is saying is that he just wants some privacy. And like yeah. uh, James is like, well, you have, you either gonna get private, you're either gonna get privacy, or you're gonna get all these benefits from living with your family." And Doug's right. like, I want privacy, and he leaves. Yep. So theme song, we come back to uh, Reggie. Um, he's uh, talking to a couple guys on the street that just like, I guess, like dumpster dive, find some trash, and then resell it to people. 
So these guys, by the way, Johnson and Zachary. Uh, Johnson, well, let me start with Zachary. Zachary is Earl Billings. We've seen him. He was the landlord in um, New Attitude. He's been in a Family Matters episode. Uh, then Johnson is Ernie Banks, the baseball player from the Cubs, like one of the most oh. famous Cubs of all time. That's cool. Nice little yeah. cameo, right? Is this the only episode yeah, yeah, he's in? It is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I assume. I didn't look <laughs> in the future because... There's only like four more episodes left of the show. Yeah. So um, he's talking to the two guys about like what they do and like buy or like finding and then reselling trash pretty much. Uh, and then he goes over to the stoop and the paramedics are there. Everyone's outside. Something's going on inside of the building. Um, the guys kind of talk about like privacy a little bit. And then they, the idea of all of them moving out of their places and then getting a place together comes up. Yep. Yeah. This is very, very much the uh, Family Matters episode where where Steve and and Eddie get their own place. Uh, Malcolm's got an idea. He knows an apartment for 120 a month. Is that 120 each? Uh, at this in '93, are they really? Well, renting? they do say it is a rent controlled apartment, so it very well could be 120 dollars a month total. Yeah, he knows this place, Miss Viola's apartment, and at this point, at this uh, second, Miss Viola gets uh, pulled out on a Wheel stretcher because she's. <laughs> dead in her apartment i'll tell you man malcolm's on top of it malcolm is like i know i'm ready let's let's get in line for this thing uh we go upstairs to uh with uh doug talking to the camera once again about uh i don't know whatever about getting his own place he's telling him i'm you know i'm I'm gonna move in get my own place i'm gonna have my own privacy have my be able to do whatever i want yeah and uh he feels like uh his family needs him though is what i wrote down no. Uh, maybe I didn't write that down. Didn't, didn't make note of that. All right. So Doug is now telling his family that he's moving out. Um, and Marie and James are like, great, get out of here. You, you have James our blessing. Just keeps saying, and you won't be here and, and you won't be here. Doug kind of <laughs> wants them to like, g- like give him a hard time. Like not want yeah. him. They want, he wants them to not want him to leave. Right. And uh, they're like, nope, get on out of here. Um, and then so Doug leaves. They kind of laugh a little bit. And uh, oh, they think it's hilarious. They think it's hilarious that he thinks that he's going to just like get a new apartment and everything's going to be OK. Yeah, because James has given it a month. He said that's all it's going to last. And uh, Marie's like, ah, no, two weeks. That's all. He, that's all he's going to do. So we'll have, we got that little side bet going on. We go to Doug, Reggie and Malcolm getting into the new place it's fully furnished they're talking about how great it's going to be and how they're going to have girls over and how they're going to be able to like uh come at home come home whenever they want and as they are talking uh miss viola who's the person that died in the house her niece comes over and just starts taking everything she's like this is mine this is mine like starts taking the furniture leaving them with nothing at all except the curtains on the wall which they do point out (laughs) and as they point it out she comes back in and takes the curtains yeah they thought they were just going to get a fully furnished apartment yeah. Not the case. Doug's trying to look at things positively, um, but there's nothing there. So it's kind of well, right. And as she is walking out the door, like the power goes out. So obviously that has been turned off as well. Uh, that's where we're at in the next scene. So we're outside of the apartment building. Um, the guys are kind of running an extension cord from their apartment all the way upstairs <laughs> to uh, Doug's family's apartment trying to get at least like some lights and like the refrigerator and the boom box. Yeah. They've got one of those like clip lights and, and basically the best they can do at this point. Yeah. Uh, Doug is also stealing food from his parents, kind of just like boxing up a bunch of stuff. 
And then uh, his parents walk in, take all the food back, and they tell him that <laughs> if he's not living there, he's got to pay for everything. Yeah. I mean, he works at a market, though. Just see if he can, like, you know, get some use employee discount. Don't steal it. But So Doug gets cheap. mad. He walks out. Uh, his parents are in the kitchen. Marie's wondering if they're handling this whole thing correctly, which uh, I think James kind of says that they are. Yeah, James just thinks the whole thing's like hilarious and a, and a good lesson for Doug. Yeah, back to the guy's apartment. Uh, Reggie tells them that he got a plan. Those two guys in the beginning of the episode, they're going to try Johnson to get and him. Zachary. Yeah, they're going to yeah. try to get him some furniture. Uh, he gave him a buck to see what they can get. <laughs> Told him that he needs like a table and some dishes and stuff like that. Um, the whole kitchen set for a dollar. Yeah, then the guys are trying to um, figure out like who gets to have a girl over at what time? Like they don't all want to have a girl over at the same time. So they're trying to like make deals and like calendar. Well, schedule the, it. the problem is that they didn't do this beforehand. And they, what they find out is they have all invited a, a girl over that night to hang out. And that isn't going to work. Yeah. Especially because they're still struggling with this whole electricity situation, this whole, like we don't well, have any food they, situation. We find out they don't have, well, we well, I'll, this comes up in a minute, but they don't have anything. Yeah. Kwanzi comes over. Um, tells everyone that uh, he wants to be added to the stoop, I think, now, right? And uh, That's kind like, of been his goal throughout the show, but he, he's like, I'm ready. Like, get me in. And they're like, all right, we got a deal for you. If you can get us a whole bunch of food, that's your initiation to being part of the stoop. And he's, uh, I mean, they, they've got a wish list that's pretty long of all the food that they want. Well, one of the first things that happens here, though, is when they cut, when he comes in, they're all hungry and they say, you're looking pretty. They yeah, look, they look at them. Kwanzi like they can eat him. They say, you look like lamb chops, Kwanzi. So this is our, our third lamb, chop, lamb chops reference of the week. Yeah. Um, so he's going to do it, though. He's going to try to go get him some food because, I mean, he wants to be on the stoop. And that sounds yeah, like a yeah. fair enough deal for him. I mean, they make it seem like that's the initiation process anyway. Right. So. Um, we do learn that they still don't have any water after, uh, Doug wants to go take a shower, but Ma- Malcolm tells him that, uh, it's not getting turned on until Tuesday. And Doug says he can't have, uh, Nikki over now. I mean, he smells bad after a whole day and they tell him, ah, don't worry if she actually likes you, she won't care what you smell like. Um, Doug opens the door thinking, well, it- one, of, one of Doug's concerns this entire episode with Nikki is that Nikki is way out of his league and he's like, I got to I got to do everything right or else she is not going to want to be with me. Yeah. Doug opens the door thinking it's Nikki, but it's actually Reggie's girl, Karen. Uh, the two of them leave though. They go off together. Um, then the door again. This time. Well, but you got to tell what happens here. Doug is like, or um, Reggie's like, Hey, look, I don't have any, I don't have any food. don't have any electricity. don't have any water. Not nothing to do here. And she's like, don't worry. Come to my place. We'll take care of it. Yeah. Um, uh, he's like, all right. And then uh, Monique comes over. This is uh, the girl that uh, Malcolm invited over. Mm-hmm. And uh, she looks in. She's like, what is this dump? And like just disses the whole place and then immediately leaves. Uh, Malcolm does follow her out the door, though. So who knows how that's going to go. And then yep. one more time at the door, Nikki this time, she comes in and she's like, I don't care what it's like. I mean, obviously, you guys just moved in. I don't expect the whole lot out of this place right now. And she tells him, um, I mean, it's, she tells him it was more fun though, right? Like, uh, she's like, yeah, yeah. She's very understanding. She's super cool about it. She gets it. She doesn't care. But she, but she mentions that, uh, his place upstairs with his family was actually more fun than being down there. Like, Uh, why did did you leave? Because I mean, I like your family. It was, it was, it was cool being up there. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And, uh, then we go upstairs to uh, James 
discovering that uh, they're stealing the electricity. <laughs> he f- he sees this extension cord running because I think something well, like well, cut he, off try, he goes there. to play a record. He goes to play a record, and the record player isn't powered on, and so he figures out what's up. Which is the worst thing to unplug because we know that his family likes to listen to music. So, so he unplugs all the lights from downstairs. Go out. Um, Doug says. Uh, we have no lights. I mean, why would I even write that as a quote? Down? I don't even know. Uh, from here, I got that we come back to the stupid. Oh, because he's telling them all the stuff we don't have. He's like, oh, we don't have food. We don't have furniture yet. Oh, and the lights go off. And he's like, oh, we don't have any lights after the lights yeah. go off. And then uh, she's like, oh, I can appreciate that. And they start making out in the dark. That's why. I good, good for that. Um, final credit scene. Uh, we've got the guys on the stoop talking about moving back home now. I don't know how long it's been. If I'm guessing Marie won the bet, if it even lasted two weeks. Kwanzi comes over um, to join the stoop, but they kick him off the stoop. And he's like, what? I, I came through. I delivered all that food that you wanted. And then uh, they're like, well, who'd you even deliver it to? And then we like go and look inside of the apartment and uh, the two dudes from earlier that are getting the furniture. They're there. They're chowing down on the food in the apartment. They got all the food, all the furniture. They're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. They even came through with the furniture, too. And yeah. uh, that that's it. That's the end of the episode and the end of the last episode that we will watch from TGIF. I liked it. I liked uh, where I live. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. I think, I think Doug, Dougie Doug is hilarious in the show. What else? And a lot of the characters, all, a lot of the actors. Were really what all good. did he do after this? Uh, I think cool runnings was after this. Was it not? It might've been. And then did he, did you say he did like MTV stuff too? No, I know he was on um, the Cosby show, but I don't know if that was before or after this. Um, I'm pulling them up right now. I'll okay. tell you what kind of the the correct order of things. Uh, so let's see. So yeah, so where I live, he did Operation Dumbo Drop. I'm just kind of the oh, Cool Runnings was right around the same time as this. So that okay. that was uh, and then yeah, the Cosby Show was after this. Um, actually, it's not the Cosby Show. It's just a show called Cosby, which I don't remember. I think it's um, the same thing. It's different. It's a different show. Um, Totally different. Is Bill Cosby on it? It is, but it's not. It's not the same family. The Bill Cosby show is different than Cosby show. Maybe. I don't think so. Now I'm really confused. I thought I thought the Cosby show was in like the late '80s. Maybe they just changed the name a little bit, and it was running that whole time. Maybe I don't know. But he's, he's done random stuff right. uh, throughout then. I'm really curious about this whole Cosby thing. Because right, the so, Cosby show wasn't 96. It was in the 80s, right? No, I think it was in the 90s as well. Maybe he was just on from 96. No, that's not what. That's not how that reads. Okay, I don't know. All right, I've ranked the episodes. I'll go first while you're figuring out this Cosby thing. Uh, it okay, number- the Cosby show is different. The Cosby show was on from 84 to 92. Cosby was on from 96 to 2000. So is it not the same family, though? I don't know about that. I think they just maybe they just brought it back and it's like the same like storyline, like family and everything. Maybe. Or maybe it's like a new generation. I don't it doesn't really matter. In at number four, step by step. In at number three, getting by. Number two, I've got where I live, and number one, I put the uh, prom episode of Family Matters. Uh I'm gonna do a little bit different. I'm gonna do getting by at four, step by step at three, family matters at two. Where I live at one. No, I'm gonna do the. Other. I'm gonna switch it to. I'm gonna do. Uh, Family matters at one, and where I live at two. 
All right. Um, make sure you're following us on all social media at TGIFCast. I don't know if I uh, thanked him in the beginning, but uh, thanks to Joaquin for the theme song this week. Thanks, Joaquin. TGIFCast at gmail.com if you want to send in your own version of the theme song. And uh, next week on the show, I mean, I know we don't have any more Where I Live, and I think we're catching up on some Home Free again. Is that right? Uh, it's, it's a little bit different. Yeah. So it's a little, a bit of a weird week. So okay. we've got family matters season four, episode 24. That is the se- season finale of family matters. Uh, we're going to do a little bit more catch up, like you said on home free. So that's home free, uh, episode four and then getting by season one, episode 11. So three episodes for next week. Okay. Um, yeah, make sure you're following us on social media. That way, if we do change anything or whatever, uh, if the dates or times change for awesome con, I don't think they will, but, uh, we'll update all that stuff with any of that information. So TGIF cast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and YouTube. If you want to fi- follow us there as well. That's where we'll be. Cosby is a totally, it, it's got Felicia Rashad in it, but otherwise it's a different, different family, different names. Same mom, different Lucas. kids, same mom, different kids, different characters. Like they don't even have the same names in the, in this. Someone's gonna hop in and explain this to us. It's just it's just a new show with Bill Cosby called Cosby. I mean, none of the characters are named Cosby. They're named Lucas, and it has the same mom. The mom playing the same character? No, no. Is Cosby a doctor still? No, he's an air. He's a retire. Or he was forced to retire as an airline customer service agent. What were they thinking? Initially, the so the wife is Felicia Rashad, who's the the wife the mm-hmm. wife from the Cosby Show. Um, initially, Thelma Hopkins or Thelma Hopkins was cast to play um, was cast to play the mom. How long did this reboot last? Ooh, four seasons. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that's all I got. I don't have anything else going on. That's everything. No, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's uh, all right. Cool. So yeah. So next week, those episodes, and then we'll we'll talk. You know. We got awesome con coming up, so we'll talk more about that as we get closer. But uh, that's all I got, Steve. Anything else? Nope. That's it. All right, man. Have a good week. You got it, dude. Podcast.